Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on December 21st, 1955. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is street. S-T-R-E-E-T. Really, You Bet Your Life. Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America, who invite you to see and drive the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956. The time has come, it's very clear, the car you wanted is really here, it's delightful, it's a lovely, it's DeSoto. You'll understand the reasons why, for once you drive it, you want to buy. It's delightful, it's lovely, it's a soda. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Well, here I am again with $2,500 for one of our couples. And if any of them say the secret word, the flying A duck will come down and pay him 101 bucks. The way tonight is street. Well, um, Roger, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Mentor Klein to be on the program tonight. His partner is a very special guest, Dr. Giovanni. I've seen Dr. Giovanni work, and I thought that if I invited him down to the show that you could have some fun with him, Groucho. So here they are. Folks, you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Hmm. Well, welcome. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word, and you each get an extra $50.50. It's a common word, something you see every day. Well, what are we here? Two men, eh? How dull. <laughs> <laughs> Mentor Klein. That's me. Yes, uh, Mentor mm-hmm. Klein. And right. Dr. Giovanni. Eh? Where are you from, Mr. Klein? I'm from Chicago, in fact. I'm from the south side. Uh, south side the, of Chicago? Near the Forest Hill School. I, didn't you go there? No, I never family? went to school. I uh, I lived in the south side, the side but I, right. I didn't I go to right school. right near there. 
I went to the Wilson Avenue Theater. <laughs> well, why did you come to California? I mean, was this the gold rush? Or? For the air. Get nice, clean California air. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, you're uh, licking your wounds now, aren't you? Uh, it's been in my declining years. Well, yeah. you'll spend your declining years. It'll be very swift if you stay here. <laughs> I would say about three more days of this will do it to all of us, huh? Are you for high rat? Yes, I work for the Pickwick Bookshop in Hollywood. Oh. I asked if you were married, and you oh, said you worked for I'm a bookshop. Sorry. I am married. I didn't understand the German. Yeah, well, uh, it's not top grade German. <laughs> but you, you are married, huh? I'm married, yes. Despite married the fact that you work in a bookshop. That's right. You know, what with the movies, television, and the do-it-yourself craze, I'm surprised there are any bookstores left. Do people still read? Oh, yes. People are more literate than ever, I think. They, they, they read more than ever. Is that true? Yes. I know. I went out and bought a book right after I bought my television set. One of the legs on the set was short, and I used it to prop it up. <laughs> you, are you a Dr. Giovanni? I am Dr. Giovanni. <clears throat> what kind of a doctor are you, doctor? I am... Uh, I'm a manipulator. Oh, a manipulator. Yes, sir. In other words, you're a chiropractor, huh? No, I'm a manipulator. Well, what kind of a manipulator are you, Doc? Well, you run a shell game down on Main Street? <laughs> no, I'm picking pockets. I'm the world's greatest pickpocket. Well, that's a pretty strong statement there, Doctor. It happens I come from a long line of pickpockets. <laughs> I am in a theater and I'm in a nightclub. I ask from the audience people to come up, and I relieve them from the pocket book from suspender and watch whatever they do. I get them. You do this in a nightclub? Yes, sir. Pretty tough spots to operate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. After the nightclub, you through, and there's not much left in their wallet. <laughs> how, did you, how do you get away with this thievery, Doc? Do you <clears throat> well, know when you're extracting their money? No, I get money for it. I take them away. And so I... Do you return the money? Well, uh, later on, yes, you mean about 20 years later? No, no, after the show. Well, a man would have to be pretty dumb to let you get away with anything like that. Do you just pick on squares, or have you ever lifted anything from anybody that was real uh, real smart? Well, it was... Uh, real one, cool, I mean. One gentleman, one gentleman was very little, was very really cool. outstanding. Uh, he was not too dumb. I took his pocketbook and his watch and his suspender, and uh, the gentleman looked around him less than one minute, and the name of the gentleman... Was J. Edgar Hoover. Well, what did Mr. Hoover say about this? Did he give you a. Well, he said. Did he take says, back his vacuum cleaner? No, he said, uh, You are the fastest worker what I ever seen. And thank you, you returned me everything. Oh, I bet he says that to all the pickpockets. Eh? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Doc, I'm curious to see you operate. Let's see you take this uh, bookman's wallet. Could you would, do that? Would you like to see it? Yeah, I would love to step see it. Step over I'll here. I'll be watching you like a horse. You step over here and watch need... it very carefully. I need now, some... usually, which pocket do you think the pocketbook's supposed to be in the pocket? Well, they usually have it over here. No, no, side, no. This pocketbook is in that one, you see? Now, how did but you know that so it's, it's here. This is it. <laughs> This is something? You like it? Yeah, I'm crazy. How, how you like this one? Right, come here with it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it away. Don't worry about right, it. Man. Now you can see why I'm the world's greatest pickpocket. I invented this egg, and I am the father of this egg. Yeah. Doc, you're about as shifty a character as anybody we've ever had of. 
And that includes Mr. Klein here. Thank you. Now, let's see how successful you are at playing our game here. Let's see if you can correctly name the professions of these famous people. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Now, we want one answer between you, and uh, you can start from 10, 20, all the way up to 100. 90. 90. All right. Was, uh, what was Booker T. Washington's profession? He was a teacher. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's true. You now have $190. Now, what do you want to try? 80? What was uh, Edvard Grieg's profession? Musician. Musician. Composer, that's right. You now have $270. Now what are you going to try? 70. 70? What was William Allen White's profession? Newspaper editor. Editor and journalist is correct. You now have $340. 60? 100? 100? 100. What was Marcel Proust's profession? He was a writer. Novelist and writer is correct, and a great one, too. Huh? And you wind up with $440. Thank you very much. Thank well, you. Thanks, and a Merry Christmas <clears throat> to the Soda Plymouth dealers. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you very much indeed, Carl. So before I leave you, I would like to give you a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're driving on a long cross-country trip or wheeling your way through city traffic, you'll stay more alert and safe when you drive the new 1956 DeSoto with full-time power steering, one of the new DeSoto's great safety features. It does all the work all the time. You have all the fun of safer, relaxed driving. The new forward-look DeSoto gives you many additional safety features, too, features the DeSoto has had for years. Safety rim wheels, power brakes, a unique, completely independent handbrake, plus safety door locks and optional seat belts. DeSoto's exclusive push-button drive selector is a safety feature, too. It's out of everyone's reach but yours, and you can't make a mistake using it. In a word, with the new DeSoto, you get everything for safer, more enjoyable driving, plus the greatest price deal imaginable. We dare you to compare DeSoto with cars priced $2,000 higher. Yet you can get a wonderful deal on the new DeSoto today. That's because DeSoto sales have already doubled last year. Compare. Drive and price a DeSoto before you decide. And remember, for a Christmas gift that will give the whole family pleasure all year round, give the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956. Uh, Groucho, we have a housewife for you now. She's Mrs. Uh, Edith Marsh. Her partner is a special guest, General Clarence A. Shoup. So, folks, you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $101. It's a common word, something you see every day. General Shoup and Mrs. Marsh. Hey, General, we're glad to have you aboard. Thank you. Glad to be here, Groucho. Mrs. Marsh, I notice you spell your name uh, E-D-Y-T-H-E. That's Edith. Why is that? What's wrong with the uh, regular, customary way of spelling it? I know of no other way to spell it. I've always spelled it that way. Do they call you Edith or Edith? Mm, They usually call me Edie. Edie? Mm, I'd like to have you call me Edie, if you don't mind. Well, you'll have to learn to spell your name differently. If you want to pronounce it Edith, I can't call you Edie. How old are you, Edie? Oh, a gentleman never asked a lady her age. Now, that's very true. Now, how old are you? (laughs) 
Approximately. Well, can we just forget the whole thing? Yes, we can. And I'll call you Edith. <laughs> now, General, you wouldn't mind telling us your age, would you? No, I wouldn't. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Well, you're a fine-looking lad. What is your first name again, uh, General? Clarence. Clarence. Uh, Clarence? General Clarence Shoot. Your middle name wouldn't be Oop, would it? <laughs> no. No, Oop Shoot. Not quite. It's worse than that. Well, what could be worse than Oop Shoot? Uh, come on, Clarence. What's your middle, middle name? name? Uh, well, maybe I'll... Adelbert. Adelbert, huh? You're right. It's worse than Oop, huh? <laughs> You've got a lot of decorations there on your chest. Could you tell us what they are, General? I have the uh, Distinguished Flying Cross, the Air Medal, the Army Commendation, Croix de Guerre, Distinguished Unit Citation, and various theater medals. You could probably wear a lot more if you wanted to, couldn't you? Not legally. No, I think you're just being modest. Are you... <laughs> Are you living at Camp Pendleton? Yeah. Groucho, this happens to be an Air Force uniform I'm wearing, and I live in Beverly Hills. You mean there's an Air Force base in Beverly Hills? Good place. I always thought all that commotion came from a pack of Cub Scouts who escaped from their den mother. <laughs> Are you married, General? Yes, I am. Oh, you've seen a lot of fighting. Huh? <laughs> Any of those medals for matrimony? No, I don't wear those. Those are not usually seen, are they? No. There's scallops on the back of your neck. Behind the scenes. How did you meet your commanding officer? Well, I met her in uh, Palm Springs. She was down there on a vacation with Alexis Smith, and a friend of mine from Lockheed, Louis Wolfkiller, and I went down for a weekend just before I went overseas, and uh, he introduced me. Oh. Alexis Smith. And uh, is your wife an actress, too? Yes. Uh, she's Julie Bishop. Oh. Well, you have a very attractive and talented star for a wife. I've seen her in many pictures. What are your duties these days with the Air Force? I'm commander of the uh, 146 Fighter Interceptor Wing of the California Air National Guard. Hmm. What does California need an Air Force for? We have no air out here. <laughs> what are you flying? Nothing but smog, huh? Uh, you get above the smog. How high do you have to go before you get out of the smog? wasn't very high today. It was only up about uh, 900 feet. Oh. Actually, we're, uh, the Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force, and we're part of the Air Defense Command. And in that uh, category, we are uh, engaged in a portion of the air defense of Southern California. We operate under tactical air control at 27th Air Division as a regular Air Force unit. What are the advantages of joining an outfit like this, General? Well, I think it's a terrific route, Joe. It's a wonderful opportunity for young men now. They can serve their military obligation and still stay at home. Uh, we do most of our work on weekends or evenings, and these boys can uh, maintain their normal living. If they're going to college, they can go out and serve in the International Guard and complete their military obligation. It's a terrific opportunity. I gather you recommend this as a good part-time career for young men, don't you? I certainly do, and uh, I can speak from experience. I started out as a private and worked my way up to my present position. Well, can everybody be a general after a while? Well, they all have the equal opportunity. You hear that, man? 
Join this outfit immediately, and you too can marry a girl like Julie Bishop. <laughs> well, you're an unusual thief, and I wish I could talk at greater length, but the time has come for you to earn some greenbacks. I know you desperately need this money. I presume you both know how to play the rules of You Bet Your Life. In the race for the $2,500, the first couple won $440, and the secret word is street. General information. Uh, say, that's you, general information, isn't it? About $90. dollars huh? All right. According to the Bible, the races of mankind sprang from three brothers, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Who was their father? See if the general's been doing his homework. Who are those people again, Robert? Ham, Shem, and Japheth. J-A-P-H-E-T-H. Who was their father? You don't know, guess. Well, it was Noah. But if it makes you feel any better, General, I didn't know it either. <laughs> I'll guarantee you I didn't. Well, you uh, have half your $100, you now have $50. 60? What are the initials USO stand for? And I want the exact words. USO. United Service Organization? That is right, Edie. That is right. You now have $110. Hey, she's pretty good, huh? Very good. Getting better now. Okay, what are you going to go for? She says try 100. 100, all right. What is the capital of the state of Nevada? We think Tonopah. Now, you'll have to fly over Nevada sometime, General. Huh? It's Carson City. You now have $55. That's a tricky question. Everybody says Reno. Everybody is divorced, says Reno. Everybody gets wiped out, says Las Vegas. What are you going to go with? 80? 70? 80? 50? 40? 80. In order to protect the trademark... It must be registered with what United States government office? United States Patent Office. Never a true word has been said. Patent Office. You now have $145, and that's your score. Well, thanks, and Merry Christmas from the Minnesota Plymouth Dealers. Thank you, Ralph. Roger, we have a young married couple for you, Mr. and Mrs. Arnie Wallstrom. Folks, could you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Say the secret word and take home an extra $101. It's a common word, something you see you see every day. Mr. and Mrs. Waldenstrom. And Mr. Waldenstrom, I notice on this card that there are two little dots over your name. What is that for? Is that to confuse the police? No, it's an umlaut on the O. In Sweden, you pronounce the name Waldenstrom. Wallenstrom? Wallenstrom, yes. Oh, I see. Well, where is your home, Mr. Wallenstrom? In Sweden, Stockholm. Oh. Uh, you're Mrs. Wallenstrom? Yes. Huh? What is your first name? We like to get as informal as quickly as possible here. Aggie. Aggie, eh? Yeah? Yes. Oh. Well, is that a Swedish name, uh, Aggie? No, that's, uh, that's a Hungarian name, but when I went to Sweden, that was a Swedish name. Oh, you're Hungarish, huh? I am Hungarian. No, oh. in this case, it's Hungarian name, but here in the States, they have Agnes. He's, he's a Svenska and you're a Hungarian? Yes. Well, where do you live, Aggie? In Hungary or Sweden? No, in San Pedro. <laughs> well, is that in Sweden or Hungary, huh? No, it's in Los Angeles Harbor. Oh, you live in the harbor, huh? Yes. I don't know whether I'm getting Hungarian goulash or smorgasbord. 
Uh, Arnie, what are you doing in San Pedro? Are you running from the police in Sweden? Oh, no, I'm the head of the Swedish Maritime Division in San Pedro. Well, uh, you're a diplomat? Yeah. Well, what do you do at San Pedro? See that no Norwegian sardines swim into the harbor? <laughs> I take care of the Swedish vessels and the Swedish seamen. I use a passport for them. Oh. Don't you have to know a lot of languages to be a diplomat, Arnie? How many languages do you know? How about... I don't know, English, German, French, Spanish, and then Swedish, of course. Well, could you say something in all these languages? Say something oh, yeah. about me in Swedish, Norwegian, Danish, French, Spanish, and German. I have to understand a little bit Swedish, in Spanish, and I extraordinary. And then in German, I have to understand I've just been insulted in six different languages. <laughs> now, what did, what did you actually say? Have you have a... Unusual face. I have a fruitful face? Unusual face. Unusual? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly fathers north in compliments of the year. May I say a few words? You, well, may I yeah, remember, you're a wife, I and just say yes, a few words. Table, trees, tie, money, hand, car, you know, in, in Hungary, you know, they say how you make an omelette in Hungary. Hungary, they say, first you steal two eggs. That's the first thing. <laughs> And somebody once said, if you have a Hungarian for a friend, you don't need any enemies. <laughs> and this is living proof of what I've just been talking about. Here's a woman had the effrontery to name eight different secret words and fortunately didn't hit it. Well, how do you like being an American housewife? What do you think of our electric garbage disposals, automatic dishwashers, and all the American gadgets that oh, we have today? they are great. Uh-huh. They are wonderful. But he wouldn't let me uh, buy those things because, you know, he wants to pay everything with cash. Cash? I like to pay for credit as the American people does. I mean, you buy and then... (laughs) But we keep that in touch. Arnie, is this true? You want to buy everything for cash? Not everything, but more or less. That's un-American, Arnie. You keep that up and you'll pauperize the entire American economy. <laughs> the lucky thing you have diplomatic immunity. You know, you could get thrown in jail for wanting to pay cash. <laughs> After you're here long, you'll realize that in this country, nobody lives within their means. Honey, <laughs> uh, Sweden is a democracy like ours, isn't it? Yes. But uh, don't you have a king there, too? Yes, who is that? Well, do you have elections? Who's running for king this year? We have a permanent one. You have what? A permanent king. A permanent king? Yeah. You know, 1956 is a big election year in this country. What is your biggest election? Well, we had, uh, we just had an election about uh, driving, <coughs> if the people want to drive on the left side or on the right side. That's what the whole election was about? Yeah. <laughs> Well, who is running? Just the automobiles, huh? 
Why don't they just drive on both sides like they do in Los Angeles? <laughs> well, you're a very nice and attractive couple, and you're a credit to both countries. Three countries. Thank you. United States, Hungary, and Sweden. Thank you. Thank you. And I'd like to go on talking to you two, but the time has come for you to win some money, which means play you bet your life. Yes. Please, Mr. Mark. Yes. Give the question slowly. Slowly? It is possible. Okay, I'll take about 20 minutes with each one. Yeah, huh? oh That's it. I presume you both understand the rules, huh? Yes. In the race for the $2,500, the first couple still leads with $440. I'll give you a brief synopsis of some of the most famous movies of all time. You give me the title of the movie. I presume, I imagine most of these played in Europe. Some of these go quite a way back. And remember, the more the questions, Roy, the tougher it is. Now, you can start with 10, 20, all the way to 100, and one answer between you. Yeah, the boss. The boss? Yeah. Now it comes out. Yeah. Only here. 70. All right. In 1943, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman made a picture centering around a cafe in French Morocco. What was the name of this picture? Casablanca. That is right. Casablanca. You don't have $170. Now, suppose she said some other picture, and then you'd lost the money, see? So we want one answer. Now, what do you want to go for? 80, 50, 100? Well, Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer starred in a movie about a man who tried to drive his wife insane. What picture was it? <laughs> They're married, all right. There's any doubt about it, I just found out definitely. <laughs> What's the answer? Come on, take a guess if you don't know. The Arch of Triumph. Huh? What did you say? The Arch of Triumph. No, no, it was Gaslight. Yes. Gaslight. They now have $85. They you now have $85. Now, what do you want to go for? 80 90 60 I 60 you 50 50 Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck made a picture about a princess and a newspaper man. What was the name of it? Holiday Romaine. Well, Romaine Holiday. Uh, Romaine Holiday. It's a salad. $135. I had that at a nightclub. <laughs> Holiday Romaine. It's very good. <laughs> With Hungarian dressing. Now what are you going to go for? 40. 40? Yes. Gloria Swanson made a movie about a silent picture star who fell in love with a young screenwriter. What was the name of this picture? Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard is right. Don't go any further. <laughs> Wind up with $175. Well, thanks and a Merry Christmas from the DeSoto Plymouth Thank you very much. Thank you. That means that Dr. Giovanni and Mr. Klein, with $440, get the chance at the $2,500 question. The delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956 has made such a tremendous hit with so many people that sales have doubled last year. Well, that does more than just make us happy. It makes it possible for your DeSoto Plymouth dealer to offer you an exceptional price deal right now on the DeSoto model of your choice. It means that right now, within your budget, you can move up to the greatest car in the medium price field, the 56 DeSoto. And that's a real thrill. Because DeSoto compares with the car's price $2,000 higher. Just compare DeSoto's daring flight sweep styling, sensational new push-button driving, full-time power steering, power brakes. Compare these fabulous DeSoto features with those of the most expensive cars. 
then you'll know why DeSoto is your best buy for 1956. Tomorrow, drive and price a DeSoto before you decide. And remember, for the greatest family Christmas gift possible, give a new 1956 DeSoto. You'll understand the reasons why. For once you drive it, you want to buy. It's delightful. It's the lovely. It's the soda. Groucho, here are Dr. Giovanni and Mr. Klein, all set for the $2,500 question. Right in here, gentlemen. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer. <clears throat> Think carefully and please no help from the audience. You ready? The Harding administration was embarrassed by a scandal involving the unauthorized use of naval oil reserves. It was one of the biggest cases of its kind in our history. For $2,500, what was this scandal called? Talk it over. What is the answer you two have decided upon? Teapot Dome. That's absolutely right, Teapot Dome. So you win $2,500 plus how much in the quiz, George? $440 in the quiz. That's $2,940. What are you going to do with all that money? <laughs> I'm going to buy a hearing aid. A hearing aid, <laughs> huh? Hearing aid. Well, congratulations Thank and you. Merry Christmas from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. You bet your life. Thank you. Again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show. When the big question will be worth $1,000. Don't miss the Chrysler Corporation's big TV show on another network. And don't forget Groucho's television show. Brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. Who invite you to visit your neighborhood showroom tomorrow. To see and drive the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks. And remember... It's delightful, it's the lovely, it's the soda. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Remember the motto, if you drive, don't drink. If you drink, don't drive. Obey its warning. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Benjamin signing off for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Some big winners in the last show of 2021. We have a number of shows leaving us next year, including this show, which is leaving us at the end of February. We've heard ground shows since day five of this podcast, and he will be missed. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. 
for our full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off, and see you next year. <laughs>